in jesus mighty name amen faith hope and love from first corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13 it says this three things shall remain faith hope and love after everything is after everything is um everything has passed away it says tongues will cease prophecies will cease powers every all those things they will cease but the thing that will remain from first corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13 it says and these three things now abided faith hope and love these three but the greatest of these is love the greatest of all this is love these three things will abide these three things will remain and it is wisdom for us to be able to check the things or 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 or, or study or build on the things that the scripture which we take as the word of god in our lives as instructed that will remain if god said these things will remain forever after everything that we seem to take important god said is going to pass away and he says if it passes away that these three things will be what will remain if all the other things are passed away so i think that it is wisdom for me to study what god says will remain for me to be grounded in what god says will remain for me to be planted in what god says will remain or will abide when other things are passed away praise master jesus so he says faith hope and love but let's let, let, let's leave the faith hope and love for a moment let's talk about something and by as we're talking about as we're going to be talking about it in a few minutes you'll see how it was something god revealed to me one time a few days ago i was really disturbed about a matter calling upon him you know my heart was overwhelmed and i just felt the need to open that scripture romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 and god says and if within my spirit i heard the voice or the, the speakers of the holy spirit saying this is how you come into that experience this is how you come into that experience so i don't i understand the fact that and it has been explained and we have that talked on it we have built upon it for the past few days on faith hope and love but we must also understand how we are able to walk in these entities faith hope and love these are entities that comes into place in our work with god you will as a christian if you've not heard of faith hope and love you have to examine which christianity you have been practicing or where you have been fellowship or how you have been growing because these entities faith hope and love are important commodities that you must come into 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 knowledge with in your work with god in hebrews you will hear the bible says that before having defined faith it says without faith it is impossible to please god so how would you not know and have a solid understanding on the thing that the bible says without it you can't please god can you imagine that that's without faith i cannot please god so it is wisdom for me to be solid in it before i start praying for some certain things in the kingdom prophetic giftings power and all those things i should be grounded on what pleases him first because the gifts the giftings of god that we seek after is given by personality god and this personality is a person the bible the bible attributes god most times to he the holy spirit he 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 is a pronoun for a person it identifies a personality so i think it is wisdom if you agree with me that it is better to seek after pleasing the giver than his gifts 
it is better to please after please it is better to seek after working effectively with the giver than being hungry for the gifts alone because the bible says that you can receive nothing nothing you receive nothing except is given to you from above so i found that that oh there is there is a personality an entity that has these spiritual supernatural giftings of course which is for our profiting the bible says for us to profit without so the, the, there's a personality that gives these giftings and profitings and all that and i and i i began to understand or you come to understand that this personality also desire a relationship this personality also desire a work a connection a, a a relationship a communication with us the recipients of what he has i better spend my energy to be able to get connected and build a relationship with dangote the richest man in africa than just have a, a financial token or a, a financial gift from him because relationships are also currency we're not going to do that but having said that what are the ways by which we come into begin to grow and walk you grow and walk you walk and you grow in faith hope and love the three things that will remain no matter the height you claim to get to in your experience with god in your spirituality faith hope and love must remain let me let me let me put it like this or rephrase it for us to have a better understanding if whatever you experience achieve attain in your spirituality or your christian walk with god and does not of these three entities you have swayed you have gone you have veered off because what does first Corinthians 13 really mean that in every of your spiritual adventure with god these three entities must be captured within it it is a constant it is a constant factor it is a constant reality that must be captured be present in your work with god so you may have powerful encounters revelation rev, um, rema and all those things but in the in, in in those adventures that you are having with god or your christian experience faith hope and love must be built must grow within those encounters if your encounter with god or your encounter yeah if your encounter with god does not build your faith life your hope life your love life you need to check what you are having or what you claim you are having are we together you need to check what you are having romans chapter 12 let's see how we can connect it romans chapter 12 verse 1 i'll be reading from the king james verse 1 and 2 take my body my soul my spirit breathe on me take my body my soul my spirit breathe on me so romans 12 verse 1 and 2 it says i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service and verse 2 be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god i know that this scripture should not be alien to us but i have often time anytime i've had the privilege of talking about this verse or hearing the minister of god talk about this verse we have often addressed this scripture separately we've often addressed the scripture is it that we want to deal with um consecration or sanctification where you are here it speaks of verse one present your bodies as living sacrifice or our sacrifice to god is us and all that and number two is when we get to speak of the verse two alone yes he is that 
be not conformed to this world where it speaks of the transformation by your mental renewal in God. Renewing your mind not just in any information, not just in any knowledge, but renewing your mind in God. Renewing your mind in the knowledge of God. That's what I'm trying to say. Renewing your mind in the knowledge of God. That is what causes true transformation. It says that you may be able to prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. But while I sat down that very faithful day, I was on even on the ground with my Bible where I saw the scripture. But what happened to my sight was different now. I was not seeing it as a separate scripture, but the Holy Spirit was trying to show me that the key, there is a key in this Romans, there is a key in within these two scriptures we read. And the key is effective when they are linked together. When the two verses are linked together, they are, that the key to let me put it like this: most people are struggling in their work with God. Most people are struggling to exhibit certain nature and realities of God. Most people are struggling to come into the experience of of certain realities of God because they tend to follow certain principles of the kingdom. But what they are truly following is half principle. What am I trying to say? That it is the full counsel of God concerning a matter that can really cause your deliverance, that can really cause your freedom, that can really cause your, your liberty, or that can really cause you to work effectively in what he has called you to do. So the power of this scripture is when it is when you when you live by these two verses together simultaneously, parallel to each other not independently on their own verse 1 of romans chapter 12 was dealing on your body and verse 2 was dealing on your soul and these are the two factors or the departments of our lives that limits us in our adventures with god but it's your spirit that was saved during salvation your spirit that was saved during salvation the other two the responsibility was given to god or given to us you know i noticed that people let me just make a comment on this. People that um, emphasize on the grace of God don't like talking or don't like hearing the word works. And I noticed that people that like that emphasize on works don't like hearing the word grace. <laughs> I'm not in those two extremes. One thing I believe, which I believe is part of the apostolic core that I sense God has given unto me, is being able to bring balance to these things. It is not just grace. It is not just works. When you take works from grace, is imbalanced. When you take grace from works, is imbalanced. You you can't effectively enter into the full full experience of what God intended when you are only taking one aspect and ignoring the other. So it is has to be grace and works. The Bible speaks in John. It says Jesus. How did they put it? Say Jesus brought grace and truth. Grace and truth. And and means they are two different, but they are together. Is it two is two different entities that was brought together? If it says Mayowa and Joy, brother Mayowa and sister Joy, they are not the same. They are not trying to choose between one or the other. It is two persons being brought together. So it's grace and works grace and works paul didn't only emphasize grace paul emphasized works also paul didn't only emphasized works he emphasized grace also so we need to balance this is how we can make people walk in truly but and not allow people go to two extremes in the name of trying to be theologically correct praise master jesus that's why we need the holy spirit to help us one day i was i i i i heard something and it really blessed me that jesus preached about the kingdom why paul preached about christ 
Jesus preached about the kingdom while Paul preached about Jesus. The core message of Jesus was the kingdom. Paul said something. He said that I have built, I have given you the foundation. I've given you the foundation which is Christ and him crucified. Now you should be careful on how you build. Do you understand that? Paul says that all I talked about was the foundation. From that's the foundation. When he said begin to build on it. Paul is saying that the foundation that I have built. Okay, after the foundation. Did you, did you build the foundation of a house and go and pack into it? That the scripture is the whole counsel of God. Paul's side, as Paul was so explicit, he properly dealt on the foundation. So after the foundation, what next? If I see, if you see a pastor talking about, um, for example, finances, talking about prosperity, preaching about finances and finances, sometimes when it's uploaded on Facebook, I see people go into the, what do you call it, comment section and say something like, stop preaching all this thing, preach only Christ. My question is now that, what do you really mean by preaching Christ? You need to understand that there was the life of Jesus and there is the principles of Jesus. Let me rephrase that. There is the person of Jesus. There is the character of Jesus. Or you can call him the, the life of Jesus. There is the principles of Jesus. All is the whole counsel of the person called Jesus. If you say preach about my or what, you have to don't just preach about my person, who I am. You must also preach about what I do. It was Luke that was writing the book of Acts where it says, this book, O Theophilus, uh, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. So the acts of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus. When you are speaking, when, you, when I preach about prosperity in the kingdom or under God, prosperity as captured by the counsel of God, I'm preaching Christ. I'm preaching prosperity being routed through the ways of Christ. In this kingdom, because there is the gospel of salvation and there is the gospel of kingdom, of the kingdom of God. Gospel of salvation is an entrance, is the door to which you assess or you enter into the kingdom of God. And when you now enter into the kingdom of God, except for the newbies or the, the people who are trying to bring into the kingdom, which needs the emphasis of the gospel of salvation. For us matured, if we hear it again, it's for emphasis. So for us to be grounded, repetition, repetition leads to persuasion. Which leads to a rugged conviction in God. Repetition. But we need to start going more deeper into the gospel of the kingdom. Because that's what Jesus preached. The Bible says that Jesus preached after he was baptized. He says he began to declare that the kingdom of God is at hand. You will see very few times Jesus came to speak about his, when you are saved. Or salvation all true kingdom the kingdom of God is tied on to this the kingdom of God is lacking on to this the kingdom of God is lacking on to this this is the parable of the kingdom for unto you is given the mysteries of kingdom 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 because it is the gospel of salvation in partnership with the gospel of the kingdom that's how we take over the earth not just salvation alone it is salvation and kingdom when we talk of this thing God gospel what is gospel gospel means good news the gospel when we say gospel Gospel is not just Jesus came to die. That's part of the gospel. That's not the whole gospel. Gospel means good news. Gospel of salvation is now the good news of salvation. There's now the good news of the kingdom. Praise Master Jesus. So, the reason we came into this is for us to establish the fact that in the Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and verse 2, it reveals two powerful keys. But the potency of this key is not when you separate them, but when they are linked together. You are supposed to, Holy Spirit, grant me all trans, that these two revelations that were said in verse 1 and verse 2, or these two um, responsibilities that was given to us believers, because Paul was speaking, he was not telling us the work of God to us. He was telling us our response, our work to him. 
Romans, you, I think Romans from chapter 1, is it verse 11 to chapter 11 or chapter 10, was speaking about God's response, God's work, God's unconditional love. You didn't deserve the, the, the righteousness of God. How God has made you his righteousness from chapter 1 to chapter, I think, 10 or 11, thereabout. But from verse 12 is now our response to what God has done. So what God did, and the verse 12, chapter 12, sorry, is what, what we, our response to him. So when you have made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you have been, you are now one with God. Your love of God you have, is, is, is unconditionally shared towards you. It doesn't stop there. That's the that's one thing that really pains my heart. When we stop it there. No, there is our response back to him. That's why verse 12 and verse 1, it says, I beseech you, brethren, speaking to us, we should, by the mercy of God, we should offer our body as sacrifice. It's one word we don't like to hear. Because we think the grace of God has already given us all things and we shouldn't do any. But the grace of God has made, made us forever acceptable before God. Which in sense is true. Somebody says something and I, and I will throw it out there. I'm not going to explain it. I'll throw it out. It says, once saved is saved. Not forever saved. But where I'm coming at is this. Now, Romans chapter 12 is a response back to God. It says, I beseech you brethren by the message of God that you offer your bodies a living sacrifice, only an acceptable unto love, which was his neighbor service. And verse 2 now speaks of your mind. Your mind. Verse 1 speaks of your bodies. This our body as a tool given to us to be able to do the works of God upon the earth. Everything we see on earth today is for a purpose to be able to establish the council, the council of heaven upon the earth and that your works be registered in heaven. Life itself was like is like a tool god give you to be able to carry out his mandate he wanted to accomplish here on earth and also why doing that that's why um, the bible the bible in revelations it says i know thy works and it will also speak of and there's a reward for you so what i do in time establishes god's cancer and also gives me a recognition in heaven there is work so there is you will don't you go to before the father after the judgment of whether you accept jesus or not there is the judgment of your works the goal is that we raise up through apostolic christians not just apostles as a title apostolic christians the reason we can have have millions of christians and yet the community society is not changed is because we have been imbalanced in our communication of what christianity truly entails where we emphasize how saved and righteous we are with god which is supposed to be so which is the first pillar that we should establish but out of that out of that should 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 an offspring be better how will i say this now holy spirit of me that as a result of that your right standing with god there should be an offshoot there should be a there should be branches fruits that should emit out of you you know that scripture that says work out your salvation Work out you being saved. Work out you now having a right standing with God. You have to work it out. It's a partnership between you, with, between what God has done and what you are supposed to do. We we'll have time to be able to do um, Bible study or should I call it um, radical, I love that word, radical doctrine. Because Apostle Selman, one of my greatest mentors said, doctrine is the system by which believers are grounded. Doctrine is a system by which believers are grounded, and we need to be grounded in certain things. You know, recently I was asking my my family, the ministers, is rapture before tribulation, after tribulation. You know, I I, I will not give answer yet, but 
let me ask, let me tell you this that rapture is not a system of escape we're trying to escape some things from god uh, from this no if or let me say it like this if god is raising an army is he raising the army to make them escape uh, what do you why do you raise an army a soldier for do you raise them to to, to sink, sneak them out or that rapture is a glorious exit after being conquered after you've conquered and triumphed uh that's that for that but like i was saying <laughs> from master of that you see when i've not been when 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 not given the opportunity to express certain things for a long time there are many things will just bubbling in my heart um romans 12 verse 1 and 2 that you number one it says how about the verse one sorry dealt on it says offer your bodies offer your bodies as a living sacrifice and number two says be transformed by renewing of your mind so the first part the first one you know like i said the two these two verses are supposed to be they're they, they like two legs you're supposed to be walking with every day this is how you work out your salvation this is how you work out your salvation with god this is how you come into the experience of many things that we have been sharing and will keep sharing in the kingdom in the in the, in the kingdom in the, in in the, in this family or in the kingdom or in christianity this is how you come into the experience of what God has deposited in your spirit. Because salvation just imputed God's life and the Holy Ghost to help coordinate the expression of that life from your spirit through you to the world. So when you pray, the personality that, that turns the potential energy of the life of God into kinetics is the Holy Ghost. So verse 1 and verse 2 is like two legs you walk on. So one, it says, offer your bodies as living sacrifice and number two renew your mind if you if you give your life to these two things you will be what you will become has not been seen upon the earth your kind a man every great servant or generals of god that god used in days of old in the early church even in our days as we see it this is an unspoken mystery or an unspoken um secret behind their lives they offer their bodies. When is me? When is also speak of bodies? It's not just is is both your flesh, your your body, both your body, the desires of the body, the cravings of the body, and it says be transformed by renewing your mind. Renewing your mind, it it will branch. I will I will break it down into three aspects: deconstruction or unlearning, unlearning, relearning, and learning. In the, in the process of renewing your mind, there is the unlearning, there is the relearning, and there is the learning. In the offering your bodies as sacrifice unto God, you are not just offering your body as, as, as a container, as your flesh, as it is physically. You are also offering the desires and the cravings of it. It says, offer it as a living sacrifice. When you still do what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, beyond the control of the holy ghost you are defiling verse one or you are not that's that's not what that you are offering your bodies you are not offered you are not a sacrifice here as a sacrifice see when you offer a sacrifice unto a god the sacrifice loses it doesn't have the ability to decide what it wants it to be what what it wants it itself to be so that's what the bible says it says you now take yourself and offer it Take your cravings, that your ambition, that your desires. Take it and offer it as living sacrifice unto God. This is one of the most difficult aspects in our journey. This is one of the most, most stinging aspects upon you in your journey.
it will be a lie in your life if you've not come to understand that until you fulfill the conditions of abraham jesus has performed the ultimate sacrifice so that every other sacrifice when jesus says you my body is easy or my yoke is like it's not that you'll be cruising zobo and yogurt and be serving god no that's not what it means because if you understand the the depth and the conditions required for you to walk with god you will know that what jesus paid is the ultimate but yet there are other other sacrifices littered on the path of your christian journey that you have to pay and jesus was saying that even at those sacrifices, no matter how stinging it is to you, that it is easy. In walking with me, I lead you to them. That is an easy one. That is easy. That is the easy sacrifice. Because if somebody said, if you think serving God is expensive, try Satan. You will know that you are paying at the expense of your destiny number one on earth and your eternal destiny. If you know that hell is forever, you will know that serving God is easy. No matter what he asks you to do, are we together? Because the reason I'm saying this, because if I have opportunity, we're going to see how there are many things that will, we will effortlessly, in fact, without, without consciously, mark my words, without consciously knowing, you will come into all these things we speak about, you know, the power of God, the grace of God, the, the, you know, when you have the power of God at work in your life, you will effortlessly come into them, faith, hope, love, you will effortlessly walk in them, the fruit of the Spirit, when you follow this thing I'm telling you, because if you, if you say, let's pray, if you say, let's pray now, and say, Lord, teach me to walk in love, what God will, the process he will, he will he, when we say, many, most of us, when we say, Lord, teach me to walk in love, we don't even know the prayer, we don't know the prayer we are praying, we don't know what, we don't watch out to see what God, how, how God starts teaching you to walk in love. I, I, I saw a clip some weeks, months back, I believe. It says, when, when you, when you tell God, Lord, teach me to be grateful, what happens is that it will allow occasions that will make you complain come your way. When you say, Lord, teach me to walk in love, what it does, it, it will allow occasions that will make you dislike or hate someone to come your way. It will, it, that's when somebody will now betray you. That's when somebody will now hurt you. That's when somebody will now offend you. Now, that it is, it is in that school. It is in the field. Hiya. It is, it, 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 that is how he's teaching you to walk in. So many of us, when we pray that prayer, I don't know since happy, you are, you are, we, we just, we just act as we want. You want, you say, God, teach me how to walk in the fruit of the spirit. It occasions that, because, because there is no need, there's no point of walking in the fruit of the spirit. If there is no opposite or there's no contention against our walking in the fruit of the spirit. Do you understand that? If there is no good, knowledge of good and evil. If, they, if, if what we have in life is the only the knowledge of good or good things, there's no knowledge of bad things. There's no need for us trying to overcome evil or all those things. It's because there is two, two conflicting natures, two conflicting kingdoms, two conflicting uh, mindsets, two, two, two conflicting worlds. The Bible says, for we have been translated, Colossians, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. We have been translated. Between two, two kingdoms, in Galatians chapter 5, the Bible speaking, it says that uh, for the spirit lost it, that, that is it's like, it's like a war going on, the spirit lost it against the flesh, and the flesh is fighting against the spirit, and the object of their contention is you, you and I, we are the object of his contention, and victory is given to the side you choose to partner with. Not just because God has done everything to you. There is serious work we have to This journey, this Christian, God is not just raising, he's raising a, an army. Do you know what it is to raise an army? There are things we discard so much and we seem 
as if it's not important. Meanwhile, that is the true ingredient. You are saying, Lord, you, 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 the, the peace of God. For example, you, 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 you ask for peace. Or, or you want to experience the peace of God. That is when storms will now arise. Eh? Like, you have been going through storms at 40%. It will triple. It will, it will, it will triple. You will not be going through storms at 120%. When that storm now come so strong, that is when God will now come. He won't rebuke the storm. He won't stop the storm from happening. But we make you stable in the midst of the storm. The reason Jesus had to stop the storm for the disciples is because they were babes. They didn't understand what was going on. Because what Jesus was truly practicing in the boat was true peace. That's the peace of God at work in Jesus. Sleeping in the midst of the storm. It was not that Jesus was flying while they were in the boat. He was in the same boat with them. So in essence, what I'm trying to tell us is this. That most of the things that we desire in our work with God, we talk about, we bring to our lives in our journey with God. Because the kingdom of God, there are many things we need to come into the experience of. That we, 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 we the process of, of joining into them and also coming, oh, Holy Spirit, kai, 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 how do I, how do I, so I don't confuse anymore. That what I'm sharing with you now, Gen, Romans 12 verse 1 and verse 2 together, together. They are the two feet upon which majority of the process you come into with God for you to experience certain realities works on. This, this is the two legs that carries them. This is the two legs that carries them. You can effectively walk in certain revelations and certain knowledge about God. When number one, you offer your bodies as a sacrifice. And number two, you, you give yourself to the renewing of your mind. You give yourself to the renewing of your mind. Give yourself to the renewing of your mind. How did God say you should increase in grace? He says grace and peace be what? Be multiplied to you through the what? Knowledge. Renewing of your mind. You see what I'm saying? When you are standing on verse 1 and verse 2 in life, you will see that it will be easy for the Holy Ghost to lead you into many things. If this is your cry, that I offer my bodies. He says bodies, a living sacrifice. That's you are a walking sacrifice. You are a walking sacrifice. And number two, you give yourself to the conformation, the transformation, the renewing, the reformation of your mind in the knowledge of God continually. Ah, in three months, if this is yours, if this is what you commit yourself to, three months you will receive progress in the last 10 years you've not been able to achieve. When I was shown this, I tell you the truth. I've been trying to enter into verse 1. That's trying to stand on the first leg. Offer my body. I saw how that the power the devil has over us as believers is that inherent ability in us to really do the works of our flesh. <laughs> it's not even it's not the flesh that that, that is the problem. Is that power in us that wants to really do the works of the flesh? That is really the, the, the that's the advantage the devil has. Because when he just brings the flesh to you, you want your mind wants to say no, but there is that thing within you. That is what the Bible calls the old man in Romans chapter 5 and verse 6. Romans 6 6. Sorry, it says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, the old, the old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, which is this body shall be destroyed, and henceforth we should not serve sin. So, sin, the old man, and the body of sin. You arrange it like that. Sin, the old man, the middle, and the body of sin. What God did was not to destroy sin. He didn't destroy sin. There's still presence of sin everywhere in the world. 
your body the body this body is the instrument by which sin wants to carry out his works god didn't destroy your body you are still your body is still with you he has not destroyed it even when he gave your life to christ but what he crucified was the money in the middle it's like it's like it's like a pipe that you connect three pipes together they are flowing water is flowing through the three what god did was to destroy the kick break the middle one so that water can no longer connect between sin and your body anymore so when he says offer your body that's why i said not just only this your body you offer that desire the power to want to carry out that desire you have to go and allow the holy ghost experientially perform what it was supposed to that's supposed to happen to it what he had performed in the cross he will not experientially do it which is nail it crucify it to the cross that's why paul will say now i take my body and i put it on that subjection thank you father uh, when we begin to walk in this when we begin to live by this we begin to experience faith what will be built in our uh, that's when you know uh, the, the rest ministers that they, they may likely continue the rest series on or i may continue them uh on faith hope and love but i just came to just you know to just come and shake us to understand something then we'll continue building back faith hope and love the truth ah the truth the true not the true the true reality of faith hope and love is far deeper than what our mind is comprehending you know? see let me listen these are the these these three things these three entities is what the holy ghost himself has to bring you into it's not something you think you understand in your mind or you understand faith it's when you just believe in god no jesus you think do you understand what abraham went through <laughs> when for him to be what for him to be for him to be to be honored with that in fact abraham now the name the the name abraham is not just any it's not just a name on earth it's now a place in heaven you call it abraham's bosom by faith read hebrews 11 i think that margaret was talking about it some is it yesterday or two days ago is it do you see the exploit those people wrought by what they call faith and yet we claim we have faith if we don't ground this faith this is our faith when the tribulations that we you see, you see now, I saw something. Somebody said, we think we, we are living in the, the good. The, the bad news is that we are living in days of revelation already. Yeah. The tribulation, times of tribulations are coming. While I was just in my studying this morning, I heard in my spirit, a time will come. This Bible, this our Bible, will be the, will be the most scarce book. Because they will soon come and collect it from your hand. If you don't read it. The Bible says in somewhere that the word of the Lord was scarce. There is no new thing under the sun, no? read on many he says in the days many people will begin to they'll be they will seek for the word to read except you have not if you have not imputed imputed this word in your spirit the days will come in you won't find the bible easily to read <laughs> not before you go to heaven while you're on this earth do you know that when rapture will come this bible will be the best-selling book because <laughs> people will not want to read it to know what's next ah, jesus so this faith we talk about it's not just what you think in your head you know you have to come into it you, we have to sit down god join us into the depth of what is faith the bible says men subdue kingdoms with faith but yet we we have 10 million christians that has faith and yet we've not subdued our society jesus is it hope the bible speaks of abraham it says even against hope he believed in god 
why did first I was talking of faith? Why did God call Abraham the father of faith after twenty-five years of child of childlessness? And within those twenty-five years, it's, it's not that he didn't hear what God said. But in Romans chapter four, the Bible revealed to us. Is it? I think yeah, Romans chapter four. What was the condition of Abraham? He said, even against hope, he didn't consider the deadness of his of Sarah's womb. He didn't consider the strengthening the, his his old age. He believed he was unwavering. In my own words, I'm using my own words. He stood fast to the profession of, of his faith because the Bible says he knew whom he had believed. And there will be a performance of those things which was spoken to him by the Lord. Aye. For 25 years. Even in if it's 20, if I'm 20 and for 20 years I'm still believing God. I'm still young and you know there's still possibility. But not when you started your journey of God believing God from the 75 and for no more than another 25 years added to that. <laughs> so when God wants to build your faith, I'm, I'm here to tell us how, not just the experience, the, the understanding of what it is and how, how God begins to experientially, organically, you know, organic, organic, raw, begins to take you into the experience of these things. That faith, 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 what God begins to do is, it will now, it will begin to launch you into situations that are that are heavy tight situations it will allow them come to you you will you it will allow it will allow things where you seem that everywhere is blocked locked thick and what you will the only person you will look onto is him and what you will only have is a word from him imagine today is today's what um this september now we're almost the end of september god will tell you a word that i will uh you will not go empty or you will not leave this your this place you are empty or you will you it will make you a voice to a generation and you are in a place where <laughs> you are not even a voice to your family <laughs> it will put you in a place where it's it's opposite to what he told you it will allow it not put just put it, it will allow them those things comes to you it will allow the, the it will seem as if the devil is buffeting you is buffeting you ah one year two years you are still there a brother called me who's a one of my, my very good friend very good. he was telling me of how ah he has prayed and fasted he has done all these things it's as these things are still getting hard ah see your journey of faith is not just bringing it's not just for the manifestation of god's workings you know your journey of faith is not to the end that which ah later after many waitings god now did what he wants to do no no it's beyond that your journey of faith is also to bear witness before god and the devil and principality that this one has lifted up an heritage of jesus even unto eternity it is through those your witness and through, through those your witness and your standing in god that gives god the materials to build his kingdom you don't you see these are things that they are not just is is beyond the normal mind that we are saying god what is happening with you your journey of faith god does not just require it on earth is required in heaven is required in eternity beyond not just in heaven beyond even to look at job look at job because of job standing with god god boasted about him to this he was not aware of all this that was going on is the same principle is the same operation at work that true i can be, i'm speaking i'm speaking to someone that you've lost someone so dear to you the person that stood as a burden bearer in your family that stood as the breadwinner that the pillar the, because of the person's presence your life and future you seem it was secured and all of a sudden that person left the person went to glory your journey of faith now starts that's when it now starts 
if see on the one of the call of the apostolic is to make you see life beyond just the physical standpoint you'll be seeing life always from eternity you will see life always from the perspective of god that's what the apostolic call comes to do most times that's what the apostolic call mainly is to do is to make you shift your gaze from just an impact that is based on time or a short term to start seeing things deeper through the lens of god <laughs> hey mama, mama that this life is beyond what we see is it love hey mama 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 ah i, I one day I, I think some a season in my life i began to i began to tell god i don't want to i don't want to even i don't want to express things on my claims of being a christian i don't want to express things just because they are available to me as a child of god but i want to walk pari pasu i want to walk in line step upon step line upon line to that which is consistent with the heart of god because it's those things that really brings i don't know because i, I would like to say this lord help me it's not about the accumulated things it's not about the many things we do it's not about the loudness to which the things are praised on earth but it is how much it is registered in the heart of the father as one of the things that please this heart that when my name is mentioned in heaven I, god himself is is moved when i'm touched god's heart is is beating now what who is touching him because there is somebody that is not just living a life or a christian life which is good but there is one now that is touching the very fiber of my longing the one that is if i if i can just please this heart my goal is that my whole life my whole life please him my whole life please him my whole that is a heart that that is truly carrying the love of the father it's not just oh god oh god oh god we are the apple of god's eyes but is god the apple of our eyes ah oh my father oh my father i don't ah oh my help me 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 blessed are you when you've come into the experience of knowing that it's not many things in life that can give you pleasure do you, i hope you understand what i'm saying blessed are you if not many things in life is what gives you pleasure gives you satisfaction not many things so blessed are you if it has been streamlined to few things oh blessed are you if it has been streamlined to one or two things but blessed are you <laughs> if what gives you satisfaction is just one thing one thing jesus said one thing i it's david sorry that says one thing i desire that is what i will seek after ah. One thing, one thing I desire, one thing I desire, that is what I will seek after. Ah, one thing, oh God, one thing, oh God, one thing, one thing. Not many things bring satisfaction to the soul. Ah, I've tried, I've tasted of other things. I was left more miserable than I started. But there is one thing. There is one thing, which is Jesus. God bless you for joining.